It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Everybody. Welcome back to Screen Heroes, episode 127. I am Derek, one of your regular weekly hosts. I am Ray, the other one. The other one? One of the other ones. And then we have Ryan. The irregular weekly host. <laughs> with the most. <laughs> I, I keep telling myself that. What's up? Well, if you uh, followed our schedule, you will realize that this is not going to be our review of Hero. That will be next week, uh, a little bit of a scheduling change. So we are doing our rewrite it. We have been rewriting the DCEU as uncomplicated, unconvoluted, detangled superhero stories instead of um, the hot messes we've gotten so far. Uh, right now, we've done Man of Steel. And BVS, just changing the inconsistency is getting rid of the huge issues that we've had with them. And our rewrite has led us to a tangent. We have decided to go to Justice League Dark as the third DCEU live action film. Now, back way, way, way in the day episode 18 of Screen Heroes. I listened to it last night. This is how Ryan wanted it to be. He did not want Suicide Squad next, and he even said this way back then. So this just happened to be some fun coincidence. <laughs> it just happened to work out. I promise I didn't remember yeah. that and plan this. Right. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. It's very cool serendipity that it happened. I love it. So back then we fancasted. And the first few minutes of our podcast after our new segment will be us going through the fan cast and deciding on one solid cast before we continue on. And then we'll be writing a movie from scratch, really. Yeah, we're not going to actually, like, write the full script. I mean... But we're going to... I mean, if you want to, I wish you would let me know, but I can probably come up with it off the top of my head. I know. But, uh, no, we're just going to... The basic plot points of the movie and where, uh, I guess, the direction of our DCEU is going. (laughs) Because apparently the trajectory is way off. It's totally off. From the actual DCEU. Who knows where we're going to end up (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe movie four will be Blackest Night or something ridiculous. (laughs) It involves, like, a trilogy all of its own yeah or what's the one where all the different universes come together and fight oh, each other yeah, convergence. that's what that's what it'll be for our for our fourth movie <laughs> <laughs> convergence so we can just make everything canon yeah exactly it's a smart move dc that was a smart move right yeah um so before we get into that there's very little news yeah to discuss that's good because we probably have a lot to say about the Justice yeah because we don't guys. want another hour and a half long podcast no, we've gone long like three weeks in a row yeah. so uh, so first, Disney Fox news. So that acquisition, of course, is continuing to move forward unless the FCC says otherwise. Which they probably um, won't. Which they probably won't, given the current FCC. And basically, Disney has announced that any completed Fox films will get released, mainly because Disney is not one to just literally set money on fire. Uh, so if a movie's done, it'll it'll go out there. Uh, the big thing, though, is that... Uh, we're definitely expecting 20th Century Fox to be downsized pretty heavily here. And there's a report uh, that basically says, quote, Fox's movie studio is expected to be significantly downsized once the deal is complete. Disney will likely take over Fox's two biggest film franchises, Avatar and the X-Men, and scale back production of costly movies that don't fit its family-friendly franchise-focused formula. It's a lot of Fs. So, yeah, right? So that's... Mainly- Deadpool. No, they specifically... Bob Iger, I think, specifically said that Deadpool is not going anywhere. That's good. I mean, But if they make them PG-13... Yeah, I mean, they could do that. The Ryan Reynolds Deadpool, I would imagine, will be done after X-Force. 
Okay, I I don't think so. I think that thing makes a ton of money for them. So I don't, and I, like you said, Disney is not one to just throw away money. Well, they're just not. I might not put the Disney like castle before <laughs> the movie. You know, that's the thing, right? If they want to, they'd have to spin up a separate production studio. But there are other concerns, like the Predator franchise, for example. Um, is a very dark R-rated kind of thing, but it, it is... hasn't really had a lot of good movies lately. So, well, know. the new one comes out next month, so I guess we'll have to wait and see, movie, right? But... Um, but it's a franchise that's survived thirty years. Um, but we did get some beef from the last one that Rachel liked. You know, some some beefy oh, uh, Adrian, Adrian Brody. Brody. <laughs> There's a throwback for you. Yeah. Oh. oh man, um, that really got her uh, her heat vision <laughs> yeah. going. If you if you don't catch my drift. Definitely. So, yeah, so we'll have to kind of see what's going to happen there, but I imagine that we, 20th Century Fox's franchises that they own rights to are, may even get sold off at some point down the road if they're not used. I think that, for the most part, it's probably not going to change as much as people think it's going to. I mean, most people aren't don't know what's a 20th Century Fox property and what isn't, or a Disney property, so people aren't going to, like go what disney's releasing a predator movie because yeah. disney i mean they might be the you know upper echelon but nobody you know unless well, the internet makes a big deal about it nobody's gonna know i think in in the 21st century social media verse that we have people definitely know what's branded DC. the most the biggest uh movie going group of people aren't gonna know and aren't gonna really care I'd say like us uh, maybe. and like our friends, but Disney has been careful for a reason, you know, and they, they, they know the industry better than we do. I would, I would hope. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. So then the other piece of news is Tessa Thompson will be voicing the lady in the lady and the tramp remake. That's cute. Yeah. I think that's adorable. I think that's fantastic. So there's that, uh, there's a couple other casting things as well. Uh, ben Schwartz from Parks and Rec, who plays John Raffio, will be voicing Sonic the Hedgehog in the next year's Sonic live-action film that also stars Jim Carrey. There's somebody else I thought that got cast this week, too, in that, that I was like, wow, they're really, like, shooting for the stars on this one. This is a big deal for Sega. Yeah, they haven't done a... a they've never done a live-action movie, and it's been a while since they've had any Sonic content that wasn't a video game, so... I don't know, those cartoons were pretty sick, bro. Yeah, there's been a little while. Yeah, that's been. Yeah. They weren't actually that good. That was being sarcastic. Oh, well, they might have been. I like the Super Mario Brothers 3 Can show. Can Jaleel White play Sonic? I think so. I don't remember, honestly. It's been a little while. It was like 97 or something. That was a while ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty much it for the news. James Gunn uh, with the Disney departure, supposedly Warner Brothers is eyeing him. How how big of a kick to the balls would that be if DC had him make a Booster Gold and Blue Beetle movie? Uh, you know, <laughs> sure, sure. That would be he would do a great job of the Booster Gold movie. I'm just Probably. gonna say, but uh, that would be that would be like straight up, you know, challenging Marvel at that point. I mean, there's a lot of of rumors flying around. People saying that. Marvel Studios is trying to talk Disney out of it and right. having him reinstated, but Disney is not interested in bringing him back or they're, you know, they're negotiating terms of using his script, but David Bautista will quit if they don't use his script. And, um, yeah. He didn't say he quit. He said he was not interested if they didn't use James Gunn's script, which means to me that he's going to phone in the performance, not quit, because I don't think he has, like, contract Disney contract breaking money yet. I mean, I don't know. It definitely made it sound like he's not interested in doing it without James Gunn as director, and if they don't use his script, he's walking, is what that really sounds like to me. I think that would be huge. Um, Especially from a guy that doesn't have Disney contract-breaking money. That would say a lot about the situation. It does. It does. And I mean, you know, with Infinity, uh, uh, Avengers 4, you know, they could write out characters pretty easily if they wanted to. Yeah. You know. But that movie's already pretty much in the can. Well... I mean, there's there's some reshoots. There's you know post production and reshoots and stuff like that. So I mean, you know, if they make a decision quickly enough, they can resolve it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> just throw on a post credit scene where Thanos just crushes yeah. Dave Bautista's skull. Not even Drax, <laughs> just Dave Bautista. Jeez. Uh, they'll just bring in Deadpool and take care of it. There you go. Um, anyway, any other news? Anything else? I don't believe so. 
movie passes a dumpster fire, so we'll move on from that. Yeah, Derek never wants to go an episode without mentioning movie passes <laughs> until they are completely <laughs> under the ground. Every time he mentions it, they get worse the very yeah, next week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At this rate, uh, they will actually be the ones leading hell because oh. they'll be so far underground. Like Satan will be gone. Yeah. Movie pass poor, will poor be guys there. You have out. to sign up $10 a month and you can't quit. <laughs> that's, that's the hell that we will live in. But you can't actually see any movies. Right, guys. exactly. Well, you get to see movies, but you they're didn't... not your choice. <laughs> see, now it's funny that you mentioned that because this is basically what's happened is you only get two movies a day. You don't get to choose what they are. They're different every day. And people who have been trying to cancel are getting signed, re-signed up automatically. <laughs> uh, so you're, you're, you're spot on. Yeah, sounds um, about right. But all right, so Ray, take us into our main topic here. All right, so our let's rewrite it. I'm going to give everybody a quick summarization of our past two films. We did Man of Steel first. And then BVS. Man of Steel pretty much ended with Zod still being killed. However, Krypton was completely removed. Most of the fighting took place in Smallville and cornfields to reduce a ton of the destruction. However, Metropolis was still in shambles and Superman was seen picking up wreckage. And not making out with Lois. Yes. Our after credit scene has Lex (laughs) picking up a green rock. In BBS, we wanted to do a tighter timeline, so instead of it being two years later, it is only one. Kryptonite was found in Metropolis instead of this weird island. There is no Africa scene, um, wherever that took place, Wakanda. Uh, Lex is not Lex Jr. He's just Lex. He is bald, and he is more charming and charismatic. And there's no Jolly Rancher scene. No Jolly Rancher scene. We instead made it laugh, he's happy. That <laughs> <laughs> way you can tug it a little. Exactly. Oh. We get extra, <laughs> extra. How did we find a way to make that work? I, I know. don't know. Like, it's the weirdest no, no, no. scene what's in the, the entire dip, movie. What's that dip and stick thing? That would make it worse oh, if he pulls it out and he dips dip. it. Yeah. fun dip. Oh. Or he licked it first and then gave it. That would be worse. <laughs> it's the weirdest scene in the entire movie. And we it's the weirdest weird. scene of several franchises. Like, I can, I can think of a lot of franchises, and I can't think of a lot of weirder scenes than that. It's fair. Uh, we did show that Superman was not completely regarded as a hero that a lot of people put him under uh, scrutinization. So there was constant, uh, not attacks, from the media, because I hate that term. It's kind of gotten blown out of proportion under our current administration. But just, you know, a lot of reviews on Superman on media. A lot of people for him. A lot of people against him. He was a very div- uh, divisive figure. Uh, we removed all references to Aquaman, Flash, and Cyborg. Ryan wanted to remove Wonder Woman completely. We vetoed that. So, Gal stated. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> Um, there was no change in the casting. We kept everybody cast who they are. Um, and then the end credit scene is a three months later with Batman inspecting the explosion which caused Barry's power. That's where we left off? That's what where we left. was our post-credit scene? Oh, oh my god. Um, Wonder Woman is... In Greece, getting drunk. I don't know. We didn't. We didn't have, have a post. We didn't have a scene. second. We just had the one. Gotcha. Okay. So. Okay. So you wanted to go over our casting. All right. Of so Justice just, League. Just Dark. a review from Justice League Dark. And this was episode eighteen. You episode said episode eighteen of Screen Heroes. Okay. Um. It's a long time ago. <laughs> so our guaranteed in this film, I think we can agree, we're gonna have Constantine, Zatanna. Swamp Thing, Dead Man, and Madame Xanadu. All the others we... Like, those were the ones that all of us cast. All the other characters were additional, and we can discuss them as they come up. And so I think, just to be clear, we want to make sure that we're all on the same page here. This is... We're not doing what Marvel's Marvel do with the MCU. We're basically doing a Justice League movie where none of the characters have any backstory going into it. These are all new characters. Right. So I would personally say that the less characters, the better. And we just then stick I with those. Then I say we stick but, with our five. Um, so, that's... well, we'll get to this when we start talking about yeah. the movie, I guess. But So you want to go over the casting. Okay, so for Constantine, the two of you picked Matt Ryan. I picked Tom Hardy. At the time, 
there was rumor that Ewan McGregor was attached to it. Since you guys picked a television actor and DC has no precedent for bringing their television actors to the big screen, I think we pass on Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has been in DC movies. On the animated one. Yeah, but sure I mean, that's thing. still the big screen. Sure thing. They played those on the big screen. Right. I don't know, they don't. Um, you I have guys a pretty big TV. <laughs> you guys didn't really like Tom Hardy, so I think the safest well, bet here is to go for you and McGregor. I, th- I think my problem with Tom Hardy is as Constantine, you have to see his face. <laughs> and, Tom Hardy. And you have to be able to understand him, and he's already hard to understand without trying to do a Constantine accent. So. There's a writer in Tom Hardy's contract that his face has to be obscured for 60% of the film. So. That's fair. You know, well, does the cigarette smoke count? Because that's the <laughs> might be able to do it. I like it. I like it. Um, so McGregor's an interesting pick. I, I never would have occurred to me to put him in that role. He was Del Toro's original pick, and the only actor he had tapped before Del Toro exited the project. I guess if he's good enough for Del Toro. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, sure. If that's what you guys want. I'm not that big of a fan of that casting, but it's whatever. Well, is there a fourth choice that's not listed? The guy that played uh, uh, Purple Man and Jessica Jones. David Tennant? Yeah, I think he would do a good... Just off the top of my head, I think he'd be a good Constantine. He has an interesting, like, thin build for it. He he can do accents, obviously, because he has a natural accent. Um, He is very Scottish. Has he... I, I know the TV work that he's done. Has he done movies? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I really only know him from TV. But, like, the he actress that played movies. Katana didn't, hasn't ever been in anything before. Right. That's true. You know, they, so they, they're they not crazy. Or uh-huh. they're, it's not crazy to think they could do I'm that. I'm good with that pick. David Tennant? I, it seems more realistic than McGregor. Really? McGregor's just a very different personality. I just see him as a much happier person. And I don't think he could pull off, like, sleazeball, can he? Yeah, I've never seen Split. You guys so, need to see Train Spotting. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen Train Spotting either. Sorry. Was, no, was, no, it wasn't him in Split, was it? No, it was no, James, that's James McAvoy. James McAvoy would be a yeah, really that would be an interesting choice too. Yeah, he'd do all right. You think? Yeah, I he do. Yeah. He kind of would mean, be like yeah. his Atomic Blonde character, I guess. Just I never not. saw that either. So, oh, okay. I mean, personality-wise, I feel like he'd be his Atomic Blonde character. Yeah, and that would be fun. That's kind of cool. I could go with that. Let's do do James McAvoy. McAvoy. I do like McAvoy. Okay, James McAvoy is playing our Constantine. Okay. So, Zatanna, Derek had Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Ryan, you poor bastard, you had Amber Heard and Lauren Cohen. I know. And I had Olivia Wilde. I'm really good at casting for the DC universe, apparently. <laughs> um, so I'm actually fine with either of those choices, so I'm not much help. I would say that, like personally, I'm I'm a bigger fan of uh, Derek's pick. Then let's do Mary Elizabeth so, Winston. Mary Elizabeth Winston okay. is somebody I'm more familiar with. We than. could keep Olivia Wilde for Madame Xanadu later on. I love Olivia Wilde, so I'd be totally cool with seeing her in something. Like Tron? Legacy? Yeah, like another Tron would be great as Korra. That'd be, that'd be pretty sweet. I would love that. Didn't she die in the last one? In Tron Legacy? That's yeah. the only one she's in, though. She does not die. Oh. So in for fact, sw- she leaves the grid. For Swamp Thing, Derek cast Matt Loria, and I think it's because he was stuck, and so he just went with the first actor that popped up on IMDb. That's rude. It's probably accurate, though. I I don't remember how I came up with him, but I always put in more work than that for our fan castings. (laughs) Um, I came up with Andy Serkis because I wanted the entire thing mocap. And Ryan did Ron Perlman because he wanted half and half. Yeah. I think we should go with Ron Perlman. Yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah. Although the DC doesn't really have a precedent for practical effects, but... Oh, I guess they did Killer Croc and they won an Oscar for it. Exactly. Yeah. Oscar-winning film, The Suicide Squad. That's right. The Oscar-winning Suicide Squad. Yeah. The, the, the <laughs> most well-awarded DC um, movie. Oh, that's something we didn't oh, talk about. Let the, me write this down and you talk about oh, that. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, yeah. so we have to go back to our news segment here. The Academy Awards will be bringing a new category into the mix this next year. 
Best popular movie. This is just an excuse to give Marvel a trophy. Yeah. No, I, I don't think that's what it is. I think this is incredibly condescending. It is. What it's it is. very pandering. This isn't that they want, they to, want give, people to watch the show. They want people to watch the awards. And it's not that they're trying to do Disney any favors here. It's that they still don't want to give Best Picture to sci-fi fantasy genre flicks. They don't right. want to do that. Right? So no matter how good a movie is Black Panther, Infinity War, however you feel about those, it doesn't matter because the Academy doesn't want to give best picture, director, actor to those types of films. I made the point the other day when we were talking about it that the Academy has definitely been missing categories, but that was not one of them. It's stunts. Stunts hasn't ever been recognized and they're complicated and well-coordinated and dangerous and they should be recognized, but... Nope. Nope. Forget that. Look, the Academy doesn't recognize mocap. It doesn't recognize creature actors, you know, like a Doug Jones type, you know, where it's all um, practical. That's not what they're interested in. All right? They're interested in Dunkirk. That's what they're interested in. Which is why Christopher Nolan stopped making (laughs) superhero films, started making, you know, Inception and Interstellar and Dunkirk. And the outlier is Heath Ledger's, you know, win uh, for The Dark Knight, but... I mean, I'm, but there's arguments that could be made yeah. about that, that and that was have. not necessarily deserved. Well, because I think if he hadn't have died, I don't think he exactly. would have even been nominated necessarily, let alone winning the award. I truly believe that they thought they messed up by not giving it to him for Brokeback because nobody wanted to recognize Brokeback as a great film because of how controversial it was, which it shouldn't have been controversial. It won Best Adapted Screenplay, I thought It I did, right. but it was nominated for like 13 yeah. awards and won one. Yeah. Like, every single one of their leads was nominated for something. So, that's disappointing. So, basically, this category is going to be, like, the superhero flick category, right? Transformers. There may be some, yeah, Fantastic Beasts, like, those types of movies, right? Um, And it's it's a little frustrating because it's basically saying, well, these movies made a ton of money, but we don't really care about them. So, we'll give them an award category. An arbitrary award, yeah. Um, But, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's a frustrating thing. I find it incredibly condescending and if anything a step back because rather than recognizing films for being any good they've just decided to put them off to the side permanently um well i I mean i've stopped tuning in to it anyway so i'm probably still going to continue i don't really that one category isn't enough to make me want to like you know tune in and watch a film i really like win because it's a meaningless award at this point anyway so i i watch the academy awards usually just because i I am interested in the movie industry and I'm curious to see the speeches and, and that type of thing. But this is not a step in, in a good direction for the Academy. Right. So, the ratings have been dropping. And so they shortened the, uh, shortened the show this year to three hours. I think they said, yeah, sure. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's always over added time. that category. So it's always over time. I mean, part of it is it's, it's still directed at, um, at older generations of, of moviegoers and the majority of people who are watching are not they're younger and they're the ones who are going to the theater that's why these movies make a billion two billion dollars because the younger generations are going to see them and i'm not necessarily saying that because a movie makes a lot of money it deserves best picture i'm, I'm not saying no but obviously there's a large but, contingent of people that think that there's something good in that movie and, yes you know, probably deserves to be recognized i think it's only fair that if you know 600 million people see one film and then there's another film that ran for three weeks at only one art house in the United States, but it gets nominated. Like that is an unfair balance. Yeah. I mean, it's gotten to the point where half the films that are nominated for best picture, I don't even hear of until they're nominated. It's not that I chose not to see them. It's that I didn't even know. Well, the awards are in February and yeah. those movies only come out in December, like just so <laughs> a they lot can... of them do, yeah. So it it's very pandering. So all right, so back back we got Ron Perlman as Swamp Thing. Yes. Uh, next up is Dead Man. Derek and I chose Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Ryan chose Zachary Quinto. I think both of those are really fantastic casting. So I don't. I stand by mine. Here, here, I love both of these actors. Uh, right. But I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt looks better bald. <laughs> um, I think that, that Zachary Quinto has better facial structure, thinner, more gaunt features that, that suit Dead Man better. 
Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. I don't think I've ever seen him bald, so I can't really speak No, I don't that. think he's been bald in a role. Um, I don't know. I just In my head, Dead Man's not as big of a guy. Quinto's kind of a bigger guy. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's a smaller guy. Like, height. Well, just, like, broader. Like, Quinto's a broader guy. He know? doesn't have to be. He could lose weight and be more gaunt. I mean, that's not... I mean, I guess if he's... A lot of actors do that. Do that. So, some actors do that. Okay. Christian Bale does that. Yeah. You know. Other actors... I know it's hard to believe. Other actors have lost weight for roles too, Darren. Of course. Of course. Especially female act- actors because well, they're required ta- to, apparently. At the moment, but... we're not talking about any women. We're that's talking true. about Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zachary Quinto. Ray? I... I'm Who's presenting the better argument here? I like the facial feature argument that you made. I think having Zachary Quinto um, go from Spock to Deadman would be incredibly polarizing, too. We've seen him as Spock over the last 10 years, so... And his stocky build can be hidden. I mean, he's going to be wearing a costume. He's still a superhero. He doesn't need to be stick-thin. No, but, I mean, Deadman is kind of like a thinner... He's not. He's got abs and pectorals. But he's not like Batman's build, you know what I mean? Of course, neither is Zachary Quinto. Neither is any living human, but... Except for Ben Affleck. (laughs) No, not even Ben Affleck. I think we should go with Zachary Quinto. Okay. So, next up is Madame Xanadu. And Ryan and I had Monica Bellucci. Derek had Catherine Zeta-Jones. Now, the issue is both of them have retired from acting yeah. since the last time we did this. <laughs> so, Olivia Wilde it is. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> Do we forget anybody? No, that is our cast. We also had... Amethyst, Dr. Fate, Clary on the Witch Boy, Felix Faust, Abby Arcane, and Frankenstein. Um, since we wanted to keep the cast short and small because of the size of this film, we do not have to include any of those. We could save some of those for Just League Dark Part 2. A, ra- a rainy day. Yeah. A, a standalone Dr. Fate Google film. Loop. No, probably not. Yeah, definitely. He can't really carry his own film. Now, before we move on... Which characters from BBS are we bringing over? We okay, have... yeah. So I think that we have to start getting into like plot. Yeah. What we want to do for the plot, and my my pitch for that was, uh, I think what they did with the Justice League Dark animated was probably the best way to introduce all these new characters into uh, this universe because in that they hadn't really been seen before either in the animated right. universe. No. I don't think so. They had to do the same type of thing now. We could carry it. We could do it shot for shot and carry over Batman, but I personally thought Batman added very little to the animated movie. I agree with that. Um, so either we would need to make his role better, or we replace him with Wonder Woman, who is has precedent with Justice League Dark, um, and I think could be a more interesting dynamic than what Batman brought to the table. And uh, I do think it'd be funny to watch watch Constantine hit on Wonder <laughs> Woman and get shut down. I mean, I like the idea of using Wonder Woman because, you know, she was, she's in our version of BVS, but still doesn't have like a lead role. No. Right. This would give her a chance to, to have more screen she's time. She's been introduced right. already, but just not like had her own. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Um, my main issue with the DC animated films is Batman seems to be the linchpin. In everything. In every single one of them, even the ones where he doesn't really make sense in being in. So he's kind of like their crutch, and I didn't want to make Batman our crutch. So I like the idea of moving on to Wonder Woman. The only thing I would say is that maybe Wonder Woman's solo film isn't our next film then. Well, we can figure that out. Right. We'll 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 see see how how this this episode goes. Uh, I do think that we would have to figure out, like, how she knows the Justice League Dark, because in the animated movie, if you remember, Batman is... Uh, inhabited by Dead Man. Yes. And he makes him say Constantine. And Batman knows Zatanna mm-hmm. and goes to Zatanna and says, hey, do you know Constantine? I think it's and... very likely that she would know somebody like Madame Xanadu. You think so? I think so. I feel like, I don't know. I guess it, we haven't done her origin yet in the DCEU, in our DCEU. And we can play so... around with this. They definitely have played around with uh, origins before we don't have to keep things the same they would get tampered with if they go from page to screen so um just 
Maybe she went to high school with Zatanna or something. Just kidding. Um, well, they I guess saw, they met each other on the Facebook page for the Justice League. So here's my big question: Who is the villain? What is the what is the antagonist? What is the end goal? Yeah, maybe that helps us figure out why it all ties together. Then. Well, I mean, do we want to keep it like the animated, or do we want to change it up and go for a different Justice League dark villain? Yeah. Says Ryan as he opens up his notes. There are some really great pitches that we did last time. You had the Justice League Dark fight the Justice League. Which would be really awesome, but that would probably, at this point, since we haven't introduced the Justice League, it would have to be It'd more be like very for weird. the sequel. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had Felix Faust take control of Nobu in Dr. Fate's helmet and... Uh, that's a lot to introduce yes, in a movie. Yeah. Totally Although, I mean, so is Destiny. Like, so is Steppenwolf. Yeah, I, I, I would love to see you know, uh, Dr. Fate involved, but I do feel like that might be a little too much. I think Dr. Fate is better as a side character rather than like a main villain or well, a main... He always uses this like duet sex machina to come out and save the day and then be gone. Yeah, it's like, a plot. he's a plot device is all he is that. usually. I don't think having think. him as a main hero or a main villain is necessarily the best idea, but, um, I mean, I like the character, so if we can find right. a way to make it work, I'm for it, but... So here's our opportunity to bring Black Adam in. Right. And there is precedent with the Justice League Dark for dealing with Black Adam, and actually at one point Constantine took Shazam's powers. I love this idea. I'm but, totally but on board. Shazam. But, See, you don't, you don't, but you don't have to. Right, the thing is, you can have Black Adam show up first, and the Justice League has to deal with him. And maybe that leads to a teaser for Shazam because the gods need somebody out Our there. Our end credit could be Shazam, and we can still cast Zachary Levi because he's a he's just a treasure. He's a <laughs> yeah, we're all very happy with him. You know, but that could be our teaser, right? So we we can e we can even keep the Rock as Black Adam. Oh yeah, why change like? Right? We, we I was thinking John Cena, but if you guys want The Rock, then that's fine too. So The Rock, so we have Black, I think it's Black Adam. I think that we do Black Adam. And I think because okay. there's I'm on board for some pseudo-Greek-esque origin there, that's how you could kind of bring Deanna into knowing who that who? is. Deanna? Like Deanna from marketing? Like <laughs> Diana. I've been watching a lot of Star Trek. Diana. <laughs> Deanna Troy. Yes, Deanna, this is my big Star Trek Deanna crossover. Prince, yeah. <laughs> See, Patrick Stewart. Uh... I am doing a Deanna Prince. <laughs> or Diana Troy. Like, whatever you want to call Sorry, it. Diana. I, I think this would be. That's that a... red and white and blue bodysuit's happening. That's a good way, though, I think, to bring, bring her into it. Yes. Okay. So instead of her seeking out the Justice League Dark, that maybe the Justice League Dark is searching out her. No, no, no. I but think you can't really do that because then you still need her because she's the only character you know. So. I, I think you, she's seeking out the Justice League Dark because she's trying to figure out who Black Adam is. Well, maybe Black Adam's motives. We need to come up with that. Hit multiple people. Maybe his actions have repercussions in two separate pawns. And because of that, Wonder Woman and Zatanna figure out that they are going after the same guy mm -hmm. and choose to team up. Yeah. I think that works. I'm okay with that. So what are his actions? What are his motives? Well, I mean, he's obviously very powerful. You know, maybe he is trying to... Maybe he steals Nobu. You don't have to actually have Dr. Fate. Just need his helmet. Just the helmet, right? And that way you can always bring Dr. Fate in in a future film. You've already seen the helmet. You're like, oh, it's that thing, right? But We can also cast uh, Kent. He's always like this elderly man. We can just have an unsuspecting man named Could it be Kent. Patrick Stewart? Yes! <laughs> Done. You're welcome, Derek. <laughs> This is the best movie ever. We have never written anything better. <laughs> uh, I've had some pretty good pitches, I'm going to say. but Collectively. Like, your Disney princess one was the best so right? far. And Mario? But this is pretty fantastic. <laughs> Alright, so so Black Adam is, is uh, he's 
Does he already have? Does, does he steal Nobu? Yeah, at the beginning I think he of the does movie? it at the beginning. Okay, but why does the audience care about Nobu getting stolen? Well, okay, so so because it's never been introduced. It's this. They it's don't a MacGuffin, care at but all. she does. Diana cares, right? And so it's something that's stolen from some highly Wait, secure. Doesn't she work at a exactly? Yes. So maybe she... that was the Wonder Woman movie, though. So it doesn't matter. It's, it's one scene. Like okay. it's not like. There but was no it explanation. Can be she was just there. Over. Yeah, she was just there. Yeah, it's her job. She has a job. Okay, right. so Diana works at a museum, and in the very opening scene, Black Adam steals that huge explosions, like just lightning bolts. Yeah, yeah. You know, the he cool just goes black in suit. and destroys stuff because he doesn't care. It's not his property. He's the dictator of conduct. Who are we no. hiring as the prop builder for this? Because I think Buster Props <laughs> does some really good Shazam work. Yeah, that's that not Black Adam. Okay, so. fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Let's get back to it. Sorry, anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt. He steals the helmet, and Diana is pissed about that. She goes into work the next day, everything's destroyed, and this priceless blah, blah, blah. And she doesn't necessarily know why it's amazing, but she knows that it doesn't belong to him. The more she discovers about Black Adam, the more she dislikes him, you know. She finds out that he's the dictator in Kondok and that he treats his people very poorly and um, things like that. Now, Zatanna, on the other hand, knows exactly what that helmet does and is scared because now it's in the hands of this tyrant. So how do we get the two of them to meet? Well, they just need to be investigating somewhere relatively you know, public where they could get to, but not immediately start fighting each other. Right. Because they, they all know who each other is. So that, you know, they would immediately see that person as a threat. I would imagine. Possibly. Yeah. So maybe Zatanna cast a spell to, cause I mean, obviously this is not a Wonder Woman movie. This is a Justice League dark movie. So it, I think that if that was to come to blows, even though there's a pretty, what you could Zatanna debate, could... but Zatanna would cast a spell to like lock her down or something. And she, what if Zatanna could her. repel the lasso of truth? Not like stop it, because that there is no person that can like stop it. But just like she repels Maybe. it. Maybe I mean anything to show that she's in this movie more powerful than Wonder Woman, because Wonder Woman is probably underestimated. I mean, Barry her. Allen says that Zatanna is the most powerful member of the Justice League. So, so she could cast like she has that uh, I can't remember the ability is called, but she can basically cast like a shadow over everything, right? And so like it's all blocked out, and it's just the two of them. Could in you this please room. give that pitch backwards? <laughs> I cannot do that. Okay, if I, I was just curious. If I did, I'd have I, you know, I'd have to. I'd be you. sold on whatever so. you said if you did that. <laughs> um, so she has to prove that she's very powerful. Diana, of course, wants to fight because that's kind of in her nature. But what's what's going to happen that makes the two of them not come to blows? We need something that triggers that. Martha. <sighs> it's not productive. <laughs> No, but that's what our audience wants to hear. Oh, I've got, I have an interesting idea. Okay. So what if they do fight and Zatanna just kicks Diana's ass? Because Diana hasn't fought magic before. Right. And Diana's trying to figure out who she is and maybe Bruce tells her. Like, not in person. You don't have to see him, right? We don't have to actually show Batfleck. But they could be corresponding like they do in the beginning of en- and end of Wonder Woman. So he just sends her an right? email? She could be messaging, you know, him and things like that, and he explains who she is because he knows. And maybe there's some, t- you know, little flashback or something. That's cute. I'd be okay if there was a flashback. Of... Could it be a flashback where Ben Affleck is hitting on Zatanna? Because I would love that. Would I would give think him that's a little really bit cute. of character development too. I would think that was cute. I mean, it's a it's quick exposition that gives Diana. It'd be a like the Suicide Squad like cameo for Batman, where exactly. it's two minutes of the movie. You get to see Batman. And, and that's know, it. That's it. Yeah. It's just quick. That's who Zatanna is. You can trust her. Let's move on. That way we don't spend half the movie with them trying to figure out why they're on the same side. Absolutely. All right, I'm good with that. Okay, so let's move on. How do we bring the other guys in? Well, so once Diana knows that she can trust Zatanna, she has to somehow get a hold of her, right? So Bruce gives her some way to do that, you know. The, the bat beeper and um, gets a hold of Zatanna but Zatanna doesn't come alone because she thinks Diana's still up for a fight to trap or something like that because they just fought each other so maybe she comes with somebody is that where you want to introduce I don't know I feel like I feel like 
somewhere in here would be a good place for Dead Man to take somebody over. Yes. And uh, I don't know, do something plot related because we've what seen. What if Dead Man takes Zatanna we've... over? But why? I mean, they're working together, so I don't know why he would. Why you know? I mean, plot wise, why he would do that? Because maybe they're not working together. At, at this time, like he should be, but I don't know. So so far, we really only have Zatanna and Diana. Oh, wow. So yeah. who is he going to take over? Nobody really there, right? That's why I think maybe Constantine. This is she. Zatanna shows up with Constantine because he's pretty powerful in his own right, you know, and that's well, her backup. Or maybe Zatanna wants to only meet in a public place because she knows that, you know, it could be a trap or whatever. And Dead Man's like inhabiting a. Like, really, you know, kind of like when Paul Rudd was uh, playing Michelle Pfeiffer. Like, <laughs> something like that where it's really obvious that this person is not acting the normal way, but, uh, you know. It's, that could be a very fun scene. Right. It would add a little bit of levity to what is already a pretty DC movie. Okay. You know, something along those lines. Okay. So, so Dead Man's doing all this silly stuff, just trying to He just interjects and... himself, like, randomly in the middle because he just can't hold it, back, hold it back anymore when they're talking. You know what I mean? Something like that. You get a few minutes of him just being obviously ridiculous, and mm -hmm. then he just interjects himself. Maybe he's impressed when he finds out that Diana's like a god. Yeah, exactly. Right? He thinks that's really lines. cool or something. Yeah. Um, and then that's where Zatanna basically has to say, like, all right, well, we need to go meet, you know, we have to bring in, we still have to bring in Constantine and uh, Swamp Thing. So how do we want to do that? Well, now at this point, we can just have them go for help. Yeah, they could just and use the Justice League Dark Sorry. Beeper, which is an offshoot of the Bat Beeper. Well, that's one thing. Zatanna contacts... Can Zatanna be his ex still? Like, there's no reason why she hasn't worked with him before. And mm -hmm. maybe he's just staying with Swamp Thing. He's, like, crashed on Alec Holland's couch think, all the time. I don't think Swamp Thing would be a big fan of that. Like, just in general. that He doesn't want to help people. He doesn't like being around people. He wants people to leave his swamp like Shrek. I like <laughs> I like the house that they had in the anime. Yes, so. and I agree with that. So I Constantine's house. Right. Like, what oh, if Zatanna cool. knows how to get there? Right? And so Zatanna's like, alright, so we're on the same side. This is great. But we're going to need more help to get this accomplished. But at this point, what does Wonder Woman even bring into the team? Like, well, in... I mean, she's insanely powerful. She's right, a, she's an expert. But on Greek... is she? Because Zatanna just shut her down instantly. She's an expert on Greek mythology. Okay, and... Constantine knows everything about everything. Basically, well, we can't have that though. It's a, that's annoying on screen. Right? That's true. Uh, so she's an expert in Greek mythology. Number one, number two, Black Adam's power set is different than Zatanna's and different than Wonder Woman. So having somebody who is essentially a god who can fly, uh, is incredibly strong, nearly impervious, can't be a bad ally to have. Right. I'm just trying to think of, or, like, at well, this stage, what does she offer? I, I think Zatanna team? tries to get her to leave, right? We got this, we'll take care of it, but Diana would never let that happen. This happened on her watch at her museum, and it's some special artifact that she knows is important. And she, and she cares about it. Yeah. she cares about. So she's coming along. They can try and stop her. Kind of thing. I mean, okay. Sure. I mean, I that's feel like fine. that's in character. She had to do it in her own movie. <laughs> yeah. It's in character. I'm just trying to like make sure that everybody has their strengths shown. And right now, Wonder Woman has no strengths shown. Everybody else's. Which, I mean, it well, should be to an extent. Because she everybody... was in BBS. So she has shown that she can hold her own against monsters, which just kind of proves how powerful Zatanna is. But it doesn't take away from how powerful Wonder Woman is. And I, mean, I feel like the two of them together makes, like, a hell of a strong team. So, And it could have just been that Zatanna catches her off guard. You know, Diana's not used to fighting magic, right? And it's just, what she wasn't prepared for that. This, you know, this just woman there just, like, pulls out all these amazing abilities, right? She's not going to get caught again. You know, and to be fair, Swamp Thing is stronger than pretty much all of them. So, it, you know, really, well, that's the that's the problem. Yeah, right? exactly. Like all of these heroes have weird level sets. They're all they all have versions of them that are ridiculously yeah, powerful. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, all we need is the Kingdom Come version of the Flash, and he can do everything. So it doesn't matter, right? Um, but I think Diana's big strength here is her determination, her her focus on wanting to get the job done and mm -hmm. get justice for what happened. That is her strength. That's what she wants. Whereas, you know, maybe the rest of the group, Zatanna and Dead Man, like, they're worried about Black Adam having this really powerful item, but that's really about as far as it goes for them. Whereas Diana is more about the justice involved, what, what's been wronged, and following that through. Yeah. Picking up the wreckage, that kind of thing, like mm -hmm. repair. 
That's why she's, you know, she's one of the founders of the Justice League and not the Dark because she wants the justice. She wants the future, whereas Justice League Dark is just more focused on the dark magic and the consequences of it. So, thoughts? Um, I think that probably Zatanna is going to be the best link between Constantine and where they're at now. So she can find it. She knows how to get to the house. Um, and that's the route that they should go yeah. with bringing him in. And then he knows Swamp Thing, you know, much to Swamp Thing's chagrin. Um, and maybe he rejects him at first, you know? Oh, I'm, I mean, that's pretty much how it, every Justice League Dark yeah. <laughs> story goes. So. Yeah, I think that's that's fine. Zatanna, Constantine, or excuse me, Zatanna, Dead Man, and Wonder Woman go to Constantine's house. Constantine is um, frisky and fun and uh, pissed that they came to his house, but <laughs> he's happy that Zatanna brought a... <laughs> A, a gift for him, like maybe he can Lovely. even award it that way. Um, so. So next up, then, so how do we bring Swamp Thing in? Uh, Constantine just says, "Well, I know a guy." Right, but to Ryan's point, Swamp Thing usually wants to stay off on his own and not be involved and in, in that type of thing. So how do? Well, a, I mean, what they, they did in the animated show or animated movie was they basically like just threatened to hang out on his swamp until <laughs> until he uh, <laughs> until he helped them and and so he just helped them to get him out of the <laughs> out of his life for the meantime. Yes. I also think that we should avoid the one from the animated movie where where Swamp Thing is killed. Like that was such a random, stupid thing. No, I don't. I really don't think we need a big death in the yeah, movie. It just seems kind of forced. Also, that was yeah. It's it seemed forced in that. Ready? Well, if we did it at this time, even then, it would look as a. Uh, it, it would look as if we're copying Groot sacrificing himself. Right. And we don't need to do that. We don't need another a, a plant life <laughs> sacrifice. Right, right. No, I don't really think there's a good reason to, to kill anybody off in this one. Like, I get it. You want people to have well, emotional... We're not even killing off Black Adam. Right, yeah. exactly. We don't want to kill anybody off. Also, so. I'm pretty sure Black Adam has could do nothing that would kill Swamp Thing. Like, as powerful as he is... Swamp Thing's a god, a literal god. Like he's the god of well, my favorite vegetation, thing about him basically. Is, the like green, when the parts green, of yeah. him gets destroyed, he regenerates. He becomes more. He, yeah, as long like, as there's any plant life anywhere exactly. in the entire universe, he can regenerate because that's how he works and it's super I mean, overpowered. Is, is there anything we have to take him out of the fight? So, essentially, if somehow. we if we tone him tone it down a little bit and say that his abilities are really just. More we, of an Earth 2 thing where we his, can just his power... say that nobody on here is God level. That everybody has some sort of flaws. They all take hits. So it looks serious. So every threat just looks serious. Well, I was thinking that if, if Swamp Thing's abilities of the green really only exist on Earth, if we make it an Earth only thing, then we could have Black Adam use Nobu to throw them into an, like another dimension or something like that where Swamp Thing can't that would regenerate. Be fun. And only has what there he has. has to be something that cuts Swamp because yeah. Swamp Thing is super powerful what in if everything. What reverts him so... back to Alec Holland? I don't want to completely take him. Okay, I no. want to see some. Oh, like... okay. So you're talking about for a majority of the film, they're in a different dimension. Probably okay. let's um, like let's say Black Adam. Let's say Black Adam. They start fighting right mm -hmm. these two the groups with Black Adam, and Black Adam realizes that he's obviously outclassed by by the whole group, and so mm -hmm. he does what he thinks he needs to do to get an advantage which is to send him to another dimension where swamp thing can't be there to dominate so what if when they first confront him they he hasn't put on the helmet yet he's been using it as a um threat and then when they finally do he does and that's what he does he yeah. sends him to another dimension and only Madame Xanadu can bring him back since we haven't introduced her. <laughs> can Zatanna not do that? I mean, maybe it, they're fictional characters. They I'm can do asking, whatever we I'm want them to. Um, okay, so when they do that, when they tr when they get why is Constantine even here at this point? Because he's done nothing except bring Swamp Thing for great one-liners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's and to hit be, on Wonder Woman. He's, he's definitely hitting on Wonder Woman. He's the, the tone, gift. You know? yeah. I love that. <laughs> Wonder Woman's the gift. 
He's definitely hitting on Wonder Woman. He's definitely hitting on Zatanna, even though they're broken up. I mean, he's got to make some... When they get transported to this other dimension, maybe it's done in a way where they're not immediately with Black Adam, so there's a little bit of downtime. What if they're all depowered? And that's why they have to do Madame Xanadu. I like the idea of them fighting Black Adam in this other dimension, though. But they wouldn't be able to do that if they had no powers. Correct. Also, I think at this point, Madame Xanadu, introducing her, this, what would be, okay. I would think the end of, or closer to the end of the film would yeah, be then we are going to scratch her Madame Xanadu, because it's really difficult to find a place for hey, her. we don't have point. Etrigan in there either, which hurts my soul, so. Yeah. yeah. We could. You didn't even cast Etrigan in the first place. I know. We could name drop madame xanadu and like constantine can make some type of like offhanded remark like if she was here this wouldn't be a problem kind of thing you know because i love that maybe zatanna like we already said that like old man kent is sitting in a corner somewhere and like zatanna can get them out but she's not quite sure how and she has to like figure out how to do it it's not a dead man can go possess madame Madame xanadu well he's stuck in this other dimension isn't he i know he can't do it yeah that's just an idea right and like you know constantine can make some crack about like being out of cigarettes or something like that well he can't buy more well yeah he's basically always frustrated crushing his pack of cigarettes and throwing them on the ground can we do the trick where zatanna turns him into a bunny because i love in the comics when she does that and people don't suspect the bunny yes so while she's trying to figure out how to get them back and she's getting frustrated because it's taking a while and he's just on her nerves the entire time because he's not patient like exes do and then she's just like all right screw it and she turns him into a rabbit but what if like he was able to go to black adam at this time and you know nobody suspects the rabbit and then all of a sudden it's the rabbit from monty python not exactly not exactly that i was more going for you know that rabbit's dynamite kind of thing <laughs> the uh-huh. rabbit's gonna explode no, oh my god no I'm confused. Like, so, uh, yeah, like, right. so Black Adam just sees this little white fluffy rabbit walking up to him. He's like, oh, that's adorable, man. Because that's what Black Adam would definitely do. Not like Zap. He wouldn't care. He wouldn't care. Like, I don't see him as an animal abuser, but I also don't see him as like, oh, fluffy. Although if he's in this alternate dimension, would he be like, did I accidentally transport a <laughs> rabbit and not Constantine? Hmm, this seems suspicious. All right, so, so I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know how I feel about about the attacking rabbit. I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that. Well, he still has all of his capabilities as the rabbit. She just does it to annoy him. Or if he's hiding out, um, then he's uh, she. He requests that she turns him to that. If he's like bad with a bookie or something, like gotcha. Okay, so how about like. To make Constantine somewhat relevant in this situation, uh, what and Wonder Woman, she like she's fighting him. Whatever they have, still have their powers, and she uses her lasso to like tie him, tie him up, and hold him, and pull him down to earth. And Constantine like comes up and does some like arcane symbols and gets him out of the helmet, and then he's no longer uh, at least fate. And they're just doing a Black Adam fight at this mm-hmm. point, which I mean that power set should be able to take out Black Adam together. I would think, yeah. Um, Totally. So where do I don't we think want... we have to choreograph the whole fight. No, but, but where do we want this big fight? What what should the setting be? What are we looking for here? Because like the, one of the big problems with the Justice League fight is it's such a generic nothing location that like could have been anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I feel like this should be something either very weird, like yeah. in, in the other dimension, or something very noticeable. What if it's uh, Swamp Thing Swamp, but without Swamp Thing? Why don't they have Swamp Thing? Because they put them to another dimension. Like, they're in another dimension. I'm saying this dimension is just, like, another universe where Swamp Thing doesn't exist or something. And they're just... I'm trying to think of something that the the viewer would be like, oh, okay. Because I've seen that before, just recently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or if they did it on Krypton. But we didn't see Krypton in the Man of Steel movie, so... Or something that looked like Krypton. So we couldn't really do that, you know? So what places do we have in the DCEU where they would be like, okay... I mean, when you're dealing with Dr. Fate and Justice League Dark, there's some weird, trippy, dimensional stuff that you can play sure. around with. So you could do kind of like a, um, what is it in Tiny Toons? Where, uh, you know who I'm talking about where Dodo's from? 
Oh, God, yeah, kind of. You know, like, yeah. that's just kind of like M- M.C. Escher, like, weird kind of environment where they have it to It could be very Doctor Strange-like. I mean, it could be. I'm thinking, Why not? You know, um, I'm thinking, like, just very, like, planes of existence with weird stuff that, you know, teleports you through in different locations. It's very confusing and disorienting. Um, and that's and that's where they have to fight or something like that. Just something very different. Something sure. that the normal Justice League wouldn't have to deal with. You know, I'm fine with that. I mean, I don't really have any specific ideas for it, but because I'm just thinking, like, if it happens on Earth and it's this big of a fight, like, where's Superman? You're right. You know, and I, I don't really want him to show up. Just like I don't, I only want Batman in it for two minutes for that flashback exposition. I don't want them as like part of it. So I feel like it needs to be somewhere that he can't get to. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Is that it? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, that we already said we were bringing it to another dimension, so I think that kind of suits. Yeah. I was hoping we were going to describe this other dimension. Like, is it just nothingness? Is it, or, you know, you didn't like the whole powerless idea, so I was kind of waiting for. Well, I like the idea of it being separated from the green, so that way Swamp Thing's abilities are muted and he's not as OP as he really is, right? But, like, Zatanna's magic should be... Well, we separated Swamp Thing. That was the thing. Swamp Thing couldn't come to this other dimension. Or oh, he's not even there at all. No. Oh. He's only in the movie enough to get them to whatever, whatever Just thing they need to Just to push Black Adam far enough. Right, exactly. Okay. So Black Adam's like, I can't beat this whole group, so I'm going to teleport, you know, or, you know, I don't know, whatever. Go to this other dimension, and then Zatanna can only teleport the ones that are there, because Swamp Thing is essentially every living thing on earth gotcha so okay he can't be teleported okay she's that's, not powerful enough that's that. fine that makes sense okay so then so we have this big fight in this weird dimensional plane how what what happens at the end of the fight so we, we don't want to kill off black adam they kill off black adam no so Wonder we, woman we, stabs him so we don't want to kill off black uh. adam <laughs> Maybe Zatanna uh, has a spell to depower him, or, or Constantine, something like that. And uh... what if he is? Uh, what if she finds a way to imprison him? The two of them together between Constantine. Maybe they send him to the Phantom Zone. Or that'd be cool. What if Dead Man is able to possess Nobu to get the helmet off? Because yeah, Deadman really hasn't done anything right. at this point. That's a cool idea. So he's able to possess Nobu inside the helmet, and they are able to get the helmet off of him, which makes him um, back to normal Black Adam strength level. And between uh, Wonder Woman's physical strength, Constantine's power, and uh, Zatanna's power, they're able to kind of shut him down for the time being. Dead Man is able to um, open up the dimension, get everybody back into the normal Earth that we are currently in, and uh, now we have to, and we're able to put uh, Black Adam in a sort of prison. But now they're not. Now Nobu won't get off of Dead Man. So that's how we end it. Or oh, like we can just wrap this up as like two or. You know, maybe Dead Man is in possession. He's the new Doctor Fate for the moment, Spain, and that creates a, a different problem. It would be an interesting moment, right? At the end, so they, they get him back, and maybe Swamp Thing shows up at the last minute to kind of like help them like hold Black Adam, right? Um, and then they that's ta- you know taken care of, and then you're like, hey, thanks, Dead Man, that was great. And you know, call me Doctor Fate, and that's the last that you see of him. See, I was hoping we were going to end it with, I'm going to form a team from Wonder Woman and asking them to join I'm the team. I'm good with that. Um, and obviously Constantine would probably be like, nah, so, I'm good. Okay, so what if it Swamp ends... Swamp Thing would be like, nah, I'm good. What if it ends in a slightly uh, different way? So, Dead Man is Dr. Fate now. Um, and then Black Adam is brought before the United Nations as a criminal of the world. And Lex Luthor is his representation. <laughs> and Lex states that, you know, um, 
he's the leader of his own country, and they should be the ones trying him, not the United Nations. There's no reason for this, blah, blah, blah. So, um, Wonder Woman knows that the combination of Lex Luthor and Black Adam is terrible. So then she says, um, I think I'm going to form a team. Do you guys want in? And yeah. they're all like... Except Zatanna. Zatanna can be yeah. in our Justice League. And then we, then we yeah. added Zatanna in, in a good way. So then for, for a post credit scene... Okay, let's hear oh, your pitch. You, you have something? Yeah, I do, but let's hear your pitch. Mine was actually going to be fairly simple. We I, can have two if they're reasonable. I mean, I feel like two is okay. I wanted to cut to a subway where a kid's riding the subway. And it's this, it's basically the scene from the Shazam trailer where the subway stops. It's in this weird, crazy place. The kid gets out and that's the scene to tease Shazam. Do you see the lightning bolt on the wizard's chest when he gets out? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm good with that then. Like kind of shrouded in shadow and you see the lightning bolt and... You know. Mine was going to be slightly more convoluted. It was going to be the basically the Camelot uh, Etrigan scene, <laughs> and then cut to modern day where you, you see that he's still alive as Jason Blood, and you, you see you see you see Jason Blood before the demon Etrigan, okay. and then you also see him. I like both of those in the modern day. So yours is the post credit scene. Mine's the mid credit scene because Etrigan's one of my favorite characters in all of DC. Yeah, but he's it's great. So he's super hard. unique. Yeah. It's so hard to use him though. Like, you have to have some really good writers <laughs> to get that, right? you know. Um, that would be fun. Okay. I think we wrote a really good film. <laughs> we have to decide what's next. Timeline-wise, we skipped over Suicide Squad. We have uh, Wonder Woman ahead of us as far as the actual real-life DCEU. We have, however, hinted at uh, The Flash... Now, Etrigan and Shazam. What comes next? I don't think Etrigan needs his own movie. He does not. So he would be more like a setup for like a side character two. or, yeah, Justice League Dark 2. I mean, Shazam, I think Shazam would be a really good one to have next because because he looks so much like Black Adam. You could even play into some people thinking maybe he's a bad guy because he uses the same abilities. His suit is very similar. Like, he looks like Black Adam almost. And we did have two movies back-to-back so far with Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman had a pretty much leading role throughout this film, so uh, we can chill on her for a little bit, too. Oh, no, she's going to be in the Shazam movie. Well, right. And maybe not, not physically, but... Well, so I... I mean, we'll, I think we're going to do Shazam, so yeah. I don't want to give okay. too much away here. But I, right. I would do Shazam next because I think we, this is how you can bring Superman back into it as well. Right. I agree. Okay. If you're cool with that. Absolutely. So Shazam is our next film. I don't want us to forget Suicide Squad. I want us to do it because I think that is easiest, easily the worst film in the DCEU. And I'd like to improve upon it at some point. I mean, we could do it next because it's a one-off. No, no, I want to do Shazam next. Okay. Like, we just hyped all this up. I want to do Shazam next. Okay. And I think it'd be fun to do one before we've actually seen the film, too. Awesome. So then, like, kind of as a wrap-up, so we did Man of Steel. We did BVS. But BVS went kind of a different direction. So there was no Justice League because we wrote out Flash and Cyborg um, and... Who else did we write out? We wrote out Aquaman, Flash, oh, Aquaman. and Cyborg. Thank you. Sorry. Um, and then we did this, Justice League Dark, and then next up is Shazam. Yes. It's a fun, it's a fun movie slate. Yeah. And Derek hasn't even tried the shoehorn Green Lantern in yet, which I'm really surprised about. But There hasn't been a place for him yet. No, but you could just do a random Green Lantern solo movie. <laughs> But it doesn't fit the flow, right? Like we, we like this flow has made sense. It makes sense to introduce Shazam because you've seen Black Adam. But did Guardians of the Galaxy make sense where it was introduced in the MCU? But that's why I'm saying if we wanted to do the one-off Suicide Squad, we could. I'm not sure that this is a good place for Green Lantern. Fair enough. So you need to have a little bit more uh, character building in the universe before you do something as crazy as Green Lantern. I just don't think it's set up for. It. If we did a Justice League, if we legitimately did Justice League, I would have wanted a Green Lantern involved. I think all of us would have. Right. Yeah. But we didn't do that. And there's not really a place for Green Lantern in Justice League Dark, at least not one that's more than 30 seconds, you know, um, or a reference or something. Um, you know, so we'll just have to see. Maybe you see one of the rings in Diana's uh, gallery. I mean, that could be interesting, you know, to do something like that. But, you know, then everyone knows that aliens exist. I guess that people knowing aliens exist. because They don't know scale. where the ring came so, from. That's true. 
So we'll see. We'll have to see what happens there. So uh, first off, I do want to thank everybody who's been talking to us in the Twitch Not everybody. Chat, uh, tonight. Uh, everybody who hasn't been banned. Yes. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, so uh, thank you to to all of those people who joined us. Sorry we weren't more talkative to you directly because we were just we were trying to fit in our time frame. We've gone over three weeks in a row. Um, so thank you for joining us. Next week we will be doing our brand new segment called. Huh, I called it fill in our holes, but I don't <laughs> think Derek or Ryan appreciated that. So basically. We realized as we're planning these podcast topics that we all have huge gaps in our cinephile and uh, cinephile knowledge. So we each are going to pick a movie for us to go back and review. It's kind of a retro review, but uh, movies that are already really good, movies that we love. I chose Hero, the 2004 movie starring Jet Li, Donnie Yen, um, Z.E. Zhang. So... Uh, we're going to review that next week, and uh, next month we're going to do Derek's pick, and the month after will be Ryan's. And so I will announce what my movie is during next week's episode, probably at the end or whatever. Sure. And Are we all going with, like, Eastern themes? No. We're not. No. I, okay. Mine is an 80s sci-fi Sorry. flick. Okay, well, so, I'm going to go back to an Eastern theme. You guys do whatever so, you want. I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not trying after to After we watched your... the movie the other day, he was like, wow, you guys are going to be disappointed in mine. Because <laughs> my, mine is, is kind of fun and lighthearted. And Hero, as you'll find out next week, is a very interesting Hero is regarded movie. as uh, one of the best martial arts films ever made and probably the best film using of color ever so so we'll talk about that so if you haven't seen hero you have a week to watch it to catch up with us and we will see you guys then uh ryan you are buster props yeah if you like shazam come check out our shiz because we uh we make a lot of cool cosplay stuff and shazam has been a big focus for us so ray i'm at siren ray I am a cosplayer model and all around fucking goofball um I am doing a Kickstarter currently for my pinup calendar. I took 14 different video game characters, turned them into fun pinup costumes. But Rachel, a calendar only has 12 months. I know. You get two extra months <laughs> with my Kickstarter. I don't know why anybody wouldn't support that. Right? Just throw five bucks my way and you get a free digital image just for five bucks. Well, it's not free. It's five well, bucks. It, it, sorry. You get an, a digital image for five bucks. But it's worth way more than five bucks, so it might as well be free if you ask me. Might as well. And that's Siren Ray, S-I-R-Y-N-R-A-E. Like the X-Men, because I love X-Men. And I am the Star Trek dude. You can find me uh, on the network at Red Shirts and Runabouts, which is our Star Trek show every Friday. So please join me there. You can find um, me on Twitter as well. We are the Heroes Podcast Network. This is Screen Heroes. You can find us at Heroes Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and here on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Heroes Podcasts every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central, to live chat with us during the show. Like you all wonderful people did. Whew! Thank you for tuning in, everybody. We'll catch you next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.